the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we spent the next 45 minutes talking about what the Pharisees believed, you would be stunned. But Christ sums it up this way. You are searching the scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they which testify of me. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, give us the need to be born again. Jesus fleshes out for us by way of Nick at night the understanding that we must be born again. So how does this take place? Well, as we've seen, it's a radical rebirth that is needed. As we continue our look at Christ crucified, the King of glory, we do so out of John chapter 3, verses 9 through 16. Join us there, won't you, as we understand this glorious truth undergirding our salvation in Christ. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. You can't make God save a person. When or where or how. That is a sovereign act of God. He does it when he wants to. That's sovereign. And when the wind blows in the chaotic way in which it does, it shows us that you and I are out of the sphere of the intellectual capacity to comprehend what happens. In the same way that you can't tell the circuit of the wind. You can't make it go hither and yon. It does what it wants when it wants according to God. Is that right? When men and women are truly born again, hear me now, the only people that can really know a born-again person is a born-again person because the kingdom of God is a mystery. And the mysteries of the kingdom only belong to those who are in the kingdom. This, by the way, is why your kinfolk go crazy when you actually get saved. First of all, they realized that it was out of their hand, that they can't control you. Secondly, they can't comprehend you because your value system has radically changed. Your worldview has radically changed. Your convictions have radically changed, and over time, they impact your character. Now, you are facing what we all face. You change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch this. I don't like the person you have become. Sorry, but it's an evidence that you don't know the grace of God as well. See, every time God saves a person in genuine, the whole world shakes because Satan's kingdom has been plundered and a soul has been snatched out of his kingdom and made to be publicly a child of the living God. And it threatens the whole dark kingdom 
Whenever God, God breaks the bars of hell and takes a hell-bound sinner out, washes him up, cleans him out, gives him a new nature, and then tells him to go tell it. Go tell it. Shaking up the world by the new birth. Shaking up the world by the new birth. And what you and I are talking about has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with the work of righteousness that God does for you and me in the person of Christ. I want to call your attention to a radical transition now. We have just been dealing with the problem of separation from the kingdom and the cause of entrance. The powerful cause of entrance has been the Spirit of God. You only get in the kingdom by the cause of the power of the Spirit. Y'all got that? What Christ is about to do now is going to be extremely insightful in relationship to Nicodemus, and it will help some of you. Christ knows where Nicodemus is. He knows where Nicodemus' confidence is. And this might be of encouragement. When you come to Christ, you really do come with a lot of baggage. You come with a lot of mess. In fact, you don't even really know how much mess you come with. Right. And Nicodemus came with a mess, and Christ's teaching is actually addressing his mess. Here's the biggest aspect of the mess that Nicodemus came with. He thought he knew something about God, and he didn't know a thing about God. He's becoming keenly aware of that fact. And what Christ does, who is the quintessential rabbi, quintessential master, is about to now shake Nicodemus completely out of his confidence. He's already troubled Nicodemus about entrance into the kingdom. And now he's about to shake Nicodemus out of his false confidence. And I'm going to show you what that is here in a moment. Are you ready? Will you look with me then at point number two? Are you there? We are from another school. Now let me show you what that means. It's given to us in chapter 3, verse 9, actually uh, chapter 3, verse 11. Are you there? Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that we do know, and we testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. Do you see it? Now, why does Christ make that commentary? Why does he give that statement? And I am sure most of you are completely fluxed by it even right now. How many of you admit that when you read that you went, who is the we? But I'm going to help you understand the connection between Christ the teacher and Nicodemus the tutored. Christ the master and Nicodemus now the humbled student. See, when he came initially, he was the skeptical scholar. Talking about, well, how can you be born again unless you enter into your mama's womb? Arrogant. Arrogant. For when you're a scholar, you don't talk like that. But all Nicodemus was proving is that Christ was way above his pay grade. Then when Christ explained to him the radical necessity of God being the one to bring him in the kingdom, the Spirit of God has begun to show Nicodemus his liability. So Nicodemus now goes from being the skeptical scholar, are you ready, to the student of Christ. Notice what he says over in verse 8. Notice what it says in verse 8 as we make our way to verse, I'm sorry, verse 9 as we make our way to verse 11. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, what? How can these things be? Ah, a change in tone. Now Christ already knew it. 
because he's the greatest teacher in the world. And when he's going to have you, he's going to have you. And he'll start way out there with your foolishness. But before it's over with, you're going to be sitting at his feet and going, how can these things be? So we have gone from the skeptical scholar to the submissive student. And I'm here to tell you, when you humble yourself before the Lord, he will exalt you in due season. When you humble yourself before the true teacher, he will show you the door to the kingdom of God. He's getting ready to bring Nicodemus closer now, closer now, by calling him to a higher plane of thought of which he knows Nicodemus won't be ready in his mind, but he will be ready in his heart. See, when you're coming to God, and really John 3 lays out kind of a pattern of how people come to God. For Nicodemus is coming to Christ, is he not? Did we not learn in verse 1, he came to Christ by night? And didn't we learn that that night light metaphor is the way John works? Christ is the light of the world. And until you and I are walking in the light of Christ, we are all coming by what? Night. Because we are in the darkness. But God doesn't mind you coming by night as long as you come to Christ. Because he can fix your darkness. He can fix your mess. And we all got mess when we're coming to Christ. And we're about to find out that Nicodemus coming to Christ was really the father drawing him to Christ. See, blessed is the man that hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Nicodemus is to be commended because Nicodemus is living between two worlds. He's living between the world of the we he knows and the world of the we he is about to know. See, when Christ said in verse 9, notice what he says again, We know, verse 11, I'm sorry, verily, verily, are truly, truly, which is a phrase in Hebrew, which means I swear unto you, I say unto you, we speak that we do know. You got that? And testify that we have what? Now, that first line, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen was really an admonition to Nicodemus about what he had said in verse 1. Remember what he said? Look at verse 1. We know that you are a teacher come from God. Is that what he says? There was a man named, man of nigger, there it is, verse 2. There came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from what? Did he know? He didn't know. Didn't know. Had he known, Christ would have affirmed it. All Nicodemus knew was a little bit of what the Bible says about how prophets are affirmed by God with miracles. But if you, like the vast majority of Muslims and people who do not see the real glory of Christ, merely call him a good prophet who can do miracles, you have not seen the king of glory at all. So the title of our message is very clear. In honor of the kingdom of God, Christ crucified the king of glory the king of glory. And I'm here to tell you today, Nicodemus is about to see the king of glory. See, up to this point, he never saw the king of glory. And you are not flattering Christ when you make him a good teacher. You are dishonoring him. But it's only affirming that you have not seen his glory. Now, to see the glory of God, God has to do something for you that you can't do for yourself. 
And what God is about to do in Christ for Nicodemus is bring him to the door where the king can be seen. Before it's all over with, Nicodemus is going to follow Christ all the way to the grave, is he not? God is good, isn't he? Now watch the work. Here it is, point number two, going back to our PowerPoint. I want to show you something critical about why Christ said in verse 11, we speak that we do know and we testify that we have seen. Amazing concept because under uh, point number one, we say you all should have known the messianic what? Right. This is what Christ is saying to Nicodemus back Over in verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto him, Nicodemus, how are you a master in Israel and not know these things? Do you see it? It's an admonition. Now, he's not going to let him go. By the way, Christ doesn't care about you being offended. (laughs) He doesn't care about you being offended. It amazes to me how people think that their being offended automatically means they're right. Right. Listen to me. Can I tell you something? Nine times out of ten, you and I are wrong. We are wrong. And when it comes to God speaking to you and me, until we humble ourselves, we will think we're right because we are offended. But Christ doesn't care about your offense. If he has marked you out for salvation, he's going to offend you until you believe the gospel. He's going to offend you until you bow the knee to the king of glory. And so Nicodemus is struggling with being humbled, struggling with being shown that he doesn't know nothing. And then Christ says, I want to talk to you about two schools, your school and my school. That's what point number 11 is all about. Notice what he says. And point number two, we are from another school. Now, when you look at verse 11 carefully and we look at our clause where it says, we speak that we do know, immediately Christ is showing Nicodemus Your we is not my we. The we of verse 2 is a school that Nicodemus is coming from of which he's representing. See, Nicodemus is representing a school. And Christ is representing a school. How many of you guys getting the revelation right now? How many of you seeing it? See, whenever you go we, you are speaking in the first person plural. You are speaking for more than yourself. Now, who was Nicodemus speaking for? He was speaking for the earthly school of the Pharisees. He was speaking for the rulers of Israel, for the lawyers, for those who said they knew Torah, who said they ate, drank, and slept the the Tanakh, who said they knew the Word of God. But Jesus knew better. And here's what our Master says. We speak that we do know. Got it? Immediately when Christ says we, he says we speak what we know. Now watch this, and then he actually affirms a legitimate witness when he says, and we testify to what we have seen. Got it? What is Christ doing? He's showing Nicodemus that the school that Nicodemus is presently in, because Nicodemus is in attention. The Spirit of God is drawing him to Christ. But the we that he came to represent are a bunch of men who hate Jesus, hate everything about Christ, hate who he is, what he does, and what he is representing. The Pharisees hate Christ. So when Nicodemus goes, we know that you're a teacher come from God, that was not the whole consensus of his we group. The vast majority of them called him a devil, a wine bibber, a glutton, a child of fornication, right? 
and that he works through Beelzebub. Nicodemus, what are you doing? Nicodemus is going, Pastor Jesse, I don't know. I'll tell you what you're doing, Nicodemus. You're being split in half by the grace of God. You're being split in half by the grace of God. You're being torn asunder by the grace of God. You're coming with what you know, but what you know you have just discovered is not adequate. But you can't run because you've been drawn. You getting ready to change schools, brother. You getting ready to transfer from a group of folk who say they know but don't know to a group of folks who know they know. You see, the school of thought that Nicodemus came from was a school where they touted themselves in knowing the law, knowing Torah, and being able to affirm that they are the true sons of Torah. But what Christ simply stated here in verse 11 is, we know that which we what? Speak. Who is the school that Christ is talking about? He's talking about the school of heaven the school of the kingdom of God. Now watch this. And the three main board members of this school is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. That's the we factor. We'll be there in verse 13. Just hold on. We'll be there. And in the school where the board members are the blessed triune Godhead, they've got a whole bunch of scholars in the school. The first group of scholars are God's holy and elect angels who always do his bidding. And wherever they go, they speak for God and they do not lie. They tell the truth. Now, in this group of school members, there's also what we call the student body. Who is the student body? The Old Testament prophets. Every one of them, from Moses all the way to Malachi, the Old Testament prophets. And in a minute, Jesus is about to raise up 11 men who will be the New Testament apostles. These are the scholars of the student body. And they will ultimately be the grounds of God's school called the church of the living God. The pillar and ground of the truth. When he says, we know that which we speak, he's affirming the law of Torah, which says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Are y'all with me? See, you can be a witness, but you got to be a true witness. Because you can get a bunch of people to agree, but if all y'all are liars, your witness is not true. Now, hear me now. Hear me. We are in John 3. Those of you who know your Bible, by the time we get to John 5, All Christ will be talking about is how his testimony is true. Because his Father is bearing record with him, the Holy Spirit is bearing record through him, and they are affirming what was written in the law and the prophets. Are y'all hearing me? This is why Jesus will say, and y'all do not receive our testimony. This is amazing because Christ is actually prophesying his own demise through the school that Nicodemus is presently a part of, is he not? In a moment, Christ will be battling them because they will be saying, you bear record of yourself. But Christ will say, no, 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 I do not bear record of myself. He who sent me bears record of me. I speak nothing of myself. Anytime I open my mouth, it's two of us talking. Out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. And Christ said, my father speaks truth and he speaks life. And all I ever do is say what he says. Am I making sense? 
Nicodemus now is strapped between the reality that Christ knows everything about his school. And he's showing Nicodemus that you do not have the credentials to get into the kingdom of God. Here's what he says. Your school have the keys to the kingdom. Luke chapter 11, verse 52. Y'all should know it by heart, but we got to see it because we don't read our Bibles today. Luke eleven fifty-two. Notice what Christ says concerning the rulers. He says, woe unto you lawyers, that's Pharisees, for you have taken away the what? Key of knowledge. You entered not in yourself, and them that were entering you what? Will you hear me? They pretended that they loved God's Word, but they took God's Word away from the people and gave them their own doctrines and their own teachings. That's why you read in Matthew 15, you teach for doctrine the commandments of men, and you make the commandments of God of non-effect. If we spent the next 45 minutes talking about what the Pharisees believed, you would be stunned. But Christ sums it up this way. You are searching the Scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they which testify of me, but you won't come to me that you might have life. You hypocrites. Got one more little caveat to say on that. It goes on today in church, where men and women pretend to be stewards of God's Word, but all they're doing is foisting on you men's doctrines, men's ideas, men's concepts. Because the people have what kind of ears? Itching ears. They turn their ears away from the truth and turn to fables and lies and myths. And you have millions upon millions who are under this kind of teaching where people pretend to open the Bible and expound the Word, but simply are telling stories, making you feel good. Do not tell us the truth. Speak to us smooth things. Cause the Holy One to cease from among us. This was a colleague that Nicodemus was a part of. But God has just split Nicodemus in half. Nicodemus is a blessed man. You don't know. See, when God's working on you, you know what he has to do with you all the time? Humble you. When he's about to bring you closer to him, he has to first humble you. You are not going to be able to stand God's glory standing up. The only way you can bear God's glory is on your knees with your face to the ground and your heart in the hand of God Almighty. He has to cover you in order for you to bear his glory. But you got to go down. And Nicodemus is being brought down. Is he not being brought down? Christ is putting the handcuffs of grace on this man. And he came back up. He don't know where to go. Subpoint A says you should have known the messianic promise. Why do we say that? Because when Christ gave the illustration in John 3.3, and then again in verse 5, all he did was quote Ezekiel 36, 25 and 26. Y'all should know it, but pull it up. Y'all should know it by heart. But the law made it very clear. In the day in which Messiah would come, men and women everywhere would be washed. They would be cleansed. They would be sanctified. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be what? Clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I what? cleanse you. When Christ came, he came cleansing sinners, did he not? The last night of his life, 
He told his disciples, all of you have been washed except one of you. He said it in John 15, and now are you clean through the word which I have preached to you. Ladies and gentlemen, does God wash your soul under the word of God? If he doesn't, you're none of his. The goal of the agency of the word is to wash you from your deceptions, wash you from your blindness, wash you from your haughtiness, your pride, your arrogance, your own self-agenda. When God's through washing you, you know what you know you find yourself doing? Confessing your sins. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Lord, have mercy on me. I was walking blind. I had no idea that's what your word said. Now that's when he's conforming you to the image of Christ. Such a wonderful time here in God's Word. It's our hope and prayer that you're growing in grace as you take the time to study God's Word with us. We thank you for joining us. This is Way of Grace, the ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We would leave you with an invitation. If you enjoyed the time you've had with us today studying God's Word, please consider this a formal invitation to join us in person. Sunday services at Grace Bible Church in Hayward are at 11 a.m. Sunday schools at 10. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We've got a lot of folks from all over and from a variety of churches joining us Friday evenings at 8 p.m. for this Bible study. You're invited to either one. We're located at 20450 Royal Avenue. That's here in Hayward. And the zip code is 94541. You can also get directions at our website, grace-bible.com. Again, that's grace-bible.com. Or simply call for directions, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. As always, we have CDs available. You can download the messages off our website or call us and order a CD of today's broadcast or any program that you have heard here on Way of Grace. We'd be more than happy to get one out to you. You can call us at 510-886-9782 or stop by our website, grace-bible.com. We do thank you for spending time with us today. Trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.